Welcome to the Chronically Online Podcast. I'm your host, Adela Sebastian. On this podcast, I will be discussing issues and fascinating trends on the app TikTok. Occasionally, I will have some guests on the show to provide some different perspectives on current trends. For the first episode, I invited my friend Emmy to discuss some frustrations we have with the app and some troubling topics we have seen on our feeds. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Chronically Online Podcast. Today I have my friend Emmy Huff. I have her with me and we're going to be talking about TikTok and its effect it might have on your mental health. And we're just going to be talking about our own personal experiences um, with TikTok. And I just I really wanted to bring Emmy on because I know that you've deleted TikTok mm-hmm. and I'm still on it, and I thought it would be cool that we both talk about, like, our experiences on it and, like, why you deleted it, mm-hmm. why I still have it on my phone, and stuff like that. So, what made you download TikTok in the first place? So, I actually, I took a while to initially download TikTok, um, which, it's not me patting myself on the back, but, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, um, <laughs> it definitely took me a while, and I remember it blowing up in, like, 2018, um, with, like, those time time traveling TikToks and like yeah. the Old Town Road, like what else was it? It was like E Girls and like that type of stuff. It was, mm-hmm. it was really like back then. It was kind of just simple, like it was new and it was it was like Vine and musically mixed together. Where yeah, it, and that, I would say it, it still kind of is, mm-hmm. but it, it really like it was mostly comedy. And I I think it took me a while. I think it was right before 2020. So like end of 2019 something like that mm-hmm. i ended up downloading it to cave to it getting bigger and bigger and i was like i i have to be a part of this phenomenon yeah so for me personally i think why i downloaded tiktok was because i really resisted downloading tiktok for the longest time mm-hmm. because i was someone in high school where i was like oh this thing's like popular i'm just not gonna go on it yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and I was also just at the moment I thought it was at the time I thought it was like cringy like oh people on TikTok it's weird and then like COVID happened and then on quarantine like during quarantine I was really bored and As we literally all were everyone mm-hmm, yeah I think that's that's definitely where it it, it expanded a lot in 2018 2019 mm-hmm. but I think the biggest boom was like COVID when COVID hit yeah and then Megan the Stallion like the they what was that it was the dance I still remember vividly like the first time I ever learned like a TikTok dance. Haven't since. The I don't. The Savage Dance? It was Savage. Yeah. yeah, the Savage Dance where everybody was just like peak quarantine, like the beginning of quarantine, just mm-hmm. learning the Savage Dance, doing the, the, the coffee. What was that? Whipped like, coffee. Whipped coffee, uh, Dalgona or whatever. Um, that was pretty interesting. Just everyone inside suffering. Okay, maybe not suffering. Some people <laughs> some people look back on it and they're like, I miss that. But Yeah, I was definitely... Because I saw a TikTok last week where someone was, like, recreating all, like, the trends that were happening in, like, early quarantine where they were, like, making whipped coffee mm-hmm. and um, doing, like, different dances and stuff. And it did make me feel kind of nostalgic because I feel like the TikTok now and the TikTok then was, like, very different. It's gone through stages mm-hmm. for sure. There's 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 been a lot of... Um, evolutions of, of TikTok that you know we'll get into it but they haven't been all good so like what videos were like mostly shown on your for you page before you deleted TikTok so I let me think about that actually I was on TikTok for like mostly comedy I think just because I you know it's it's a it's an escape or whatever so like mm-hmm. I really liked just I, I kind of also missed Vine because I had Vine and in, in what middle school for like a split second so I you know um, but then it got into kind of makeup, uh, cooking, and and then a lot of near the end it was a lot of like self self not self help but like clean girl like I can't really explain it but it, it like was, the self care stuff yeah it was it was like um, improving your life type mm. of stuff um, and I think what really led me to that part of TikTok was. I mean, you can't really say that you you choose your own path on TikTok because yeah. I do think they they follow by an algorithm, but I do think it's like they kind of push a lot towards you. But yeah, I think mine was just a majority of like comedy, cooking, like, and then self like improvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before my TikTok for you page was really really bad. Um, I don't really know what else, what other word to use, but like, it was just really, really depressing TikToks all the time talking about 
people that were depressed, um, talking about like mental illnesses in a way that I understand like people will use TikTok and they'll make videos talking about their mental health mm-hmm. just like to vent. But I was constantly seeing those videos and it kind of led me down a spiral. And every time I opened TikTok, it was just video after video of really sad stuff. Like recently, um, well, not even recently, like a couple months ago during like winter break, my entire For You page was just videos about that um, that that case that happened in Idaho where it was um, those four college students that were murdered. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It was just videos about that. And seeing that made me really, really scared and really, really sad. Yeah. And I remember people making TikToks about that case saying like, uh all these videos are making me feel like i have to um be really careful about like i have to like watch where i look like watch like look people behind me i have to get like pepper spray and like pocket knives and um it, it was just it was really scary to see because you know those college kids that were murdered unfortunately they were very very young they're only like 20 21 and it's just it's all of that stuff is kind of like it it's TikTok became like a news source for people, mm-hmm. which like can't be good. And I found that really interesting because um, it's kind of like a an echo chamber. Once you get into the darker subjects, um, just like that Bo Burnham um, Netflix special where he had that song um, "Welcome to the Internet," where he's just mm-hmm. talking. Essentially, he's just talking about how like you can't really avoid any of the the worst things in the world and tiktok's kind of become like a fast-paced environment for just feeding you the worst possible things going on in the world Mm -hmm. all at once and and then on top of that being a news source for like all of the bad things that are happening you the more you see them the more the algorithm is going to think you want to see them yeah it's just going to keep showing up and then it's going to make you feel like shit Mm -hmm. of course yeah because like during winter break when i watched like a couple videos about those college kids that were murdered in idaho my entire feed was just every single video was a video of someone talking about like so the suspect left this at the scene and they, the people were creating like reconstructions of the murders it's obsessive it's yeah like, it's while it's it could be a good outlet maybe for if, if it could be good for maybe helping the police or something like that um but I think in any capacity, that much obsession over it just can't, it can't be good. Yeah. So I saw some videos that I thought were very sweet where they were posting like pictures of the, um, so basically there were three girls and one of the girls, his boyfriend was also murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were just showing pictures of them, like just hanging out together. And I thought it was very, very sweet of them to do that. But then there were also videos like talking about how, so basically what happened was in this case there were two other girls I believe that were also in the house while these uh, these uh, while these college kids were being murdered mm-hmm. and a lot of people were making videos saying why didn't those girls say anything like that's a little bit suspicious mm-hmm. and I understand like I'm sure at first it must have been like why didn't they hear anything and then you find out that basically what happened was that she only she barely heard anything she heard she said she heard like a whimper and then some man saying something in like a very deep voice Mm -hmm. but that she said that she was scared and locked the door but i don't think people understand like what happens when you're in that situation right like it's so easy for you to say to be on the internet and type that's weird that she didn't do that that's suspicious like if i were in that case like i would do this but it's like you weren't in that house like no and yeah that's the problem with the internet in general is there's so much anonymity with with users that they kind of feel like they can place their opinions mm-hmm. and their feelings wherever they want to where it's not invited there yeah. are some things you you shouldn't really at least share your opinions on you mm-hmm. can have opinions about anything but that's just not your business and it's yeah. not it doesn't involve you yeah i saw a lot of people saying like I'm really upset that the police aren't releasing enough information about this case. But it's also, like... It's private. Yeah. And also for, like, a month and a half, I believe... No, I think it was just a month. I believe for a month, they still couldn't find a suspect. Yeah. Um, so they were, weren't were releasing much information about the case because, you know, they were investigating. Yeah, they're still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, 
like obviously they're not gonna like go on the internet and be like or like do a press conference and say like this and this and this happened like obviously at first they're going to be very limited with what they say Mm -hmm. because they want to you know interview people find suspects track those suspects movements like people just um, automatically assumed that the police would just voluntarily give out all this information about the case but it's not information for you to know exactly like they can tell that to the families of the victims but like they are not obligated to share every single thing about the case with just like random people online and that really bothered me because i i i felt like people weren't like respecting yeah they were not respectful at all i mean i would go there was one there was this one night over winter break where i couldn't sleep at all and the the thing i did before bed was i was on tiktok and i was scrolling mm-hmm. and i saw a live stream of this lady um talking about the idaho case and she was like inviting people on and they were talking about like their theories of what happened and like so basically you know this girl came down the stairs and she saw this and that and it's like when i saw it i was like this does not need to be like live streamed right now like what are you what is what are you accomplishing by just like talking about this case and like inviting people on to talk about what they think is happening it's like the case isn't even shut yet yeah like it's still there's no reason there should be the, this many people theorizing about it like it's some like like it's a drama show like mm-hmm. you're not watching the walking dead this is yeah. a serious thing that happened yeah. and you can't and the parents could like anyone related to these victims could see this their mm-hmm. friends could see this you just trivializing it and making it this like fun pop culture topic it's mm-hmm. it's it's really um distanced mm-hmm. i think tiktok has and social media in general general has distance people from the moral part of like interaction communication Mm -hmm. like it's it's ridiculous how often people just feel like they can look at everything they they feel like they deserve they they reserve the right to see and know all Mm -hmm. just because it's afforded them that luxury a little bit um and it's i don't know it's just pretty gross yeah i'm really glad that like that my for you page is not like that anymore at all because mm-hmm. that really really spiked my anxiety seeing all of those videos about that case I can imagine and something that it reminded me of when i would be very into like true crime on youtube like watching videos of people talking about like murder cases from like recent murder cases but also murder cases that happened like years and years ago and what I noticed is that my anxiety was so bad after watching those videos. Right. Like, it kept me up at night. Like, I would go to bed and I'd have nightmares about, like, someone chasing me down, like, trying course, to kill me. Because it's, like, the one thing that you are on to, like, enjoy your time. Mm-hmm. I would argue that most of the time, people use their phones as, like, you know, filler. Like, if they're waiting on, like, at a bus stop or they're, you know, mm-hmm. in an awkward situation, you're going to look at your phone. But most of the time, people are on their phones to, like, enjoy. Yeah. It's, why else are we on social media it's to mm-hmm. look at things we like and and if you're filling that time and all of that energy with something that's making you feel bad and and something that's negative and scary mm-hmm. of course it's gonna it's gonna get into your the rest of your life it's gonna yeah. show up in your dreams like mm-hmm. it's not good yeah i'm really glad that's, that's not on my for you page now thankfully now my for you page is just like like my friends making videos like funny stuff like pet videos like mm-hmm. food videos like that that I've, I've, I have noticed that my mental health has improved a lot after just avoiding all these really awful videos. Yeah, um, I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. So what made you finally delete TikTok? So TikTok was a cesspool, I think, <laughs> for me. I think, um, like I said, there was a lot of negativity. Um, and I think in general, I, I don't like the idea of spending a lot of time on my phone Mm -hmm. now i say that but i still do Mm -hmm. which is another problem i'll get into but um addictions can form in any way Mm -hmm. and i think personally i became addicted to tiktok to my phone Mm -hmm. which is it sounds like an embarrassing and silly thing to say but Mm -hmm. um i think i felt really like like you get on the app and Mm -hmm. then they call it doom scrolling we all know what doom scrolling is you Mm -hmm. you feel this urge to just keep going because the algorithm is just endless it it there it will never run out of videos and because it will never run out of videos you just feel like you can never leave and i think that was the main reason i i i got off tiktok is because i hated the feeling of of 
getting getting out of class or like you know getting off of work or doing any anything where I would I, I would be productive, and mm-hmm. then sitting down and and just absorbing nothing. Yeah. Like if I really thought about what I was watching, if if someone sat me down after five minutes of TikTok and they asked me, okay, what did you just watch? I don't think I'd be able to tell them much. I don't yeah. think any of it really stood out. Any mm-hmm. of it provided um, knowledge. <laughs> like maybe mm-hmm. maybe a couple videos, but I think it's just it's mindless numbing to avoid your thoughts scrolling which can mm-hmm. be good in moderation like if, if you want to watch there's no there's no problem with being on tiktok just to watch nice things or mm-hmm. you know but i for me it definitely took a hold of only affected my mental health mm-hmm. in a way that i i didn't like yeah because i was thinking about that recently too i was like i was alone in my dorm my roommates and my friends were out and i was like i'll just go on my phone and then i went on tiktok and then i noticed that after like half an hour when i uh closed the app i was like i just wasted all of that time on exactly and And your eyes hurt mm -hmm. like your brain hurts you're like i don't i don't feel good like Mm -hmm. you're supposed to i would argue that like reading a book and i'm not i'm not here to be like read a book don't like of course everyone has iphones or everyone has a phone Mm -hmm. most people have a phone so of course you're gonna you know use it but i've never felt so drained and so emotionally numb or like odd after like after reading a book i've never felt like that or or drawing or writing or anything like that it's 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 really interesting the way it affects you yeah that is really interesting to think about because i'm thinking about like other apps i use like i will scroll through them like if i'm on reddit or something Mm -hmm. i'll like i'll get some news or i'll see like like animal videos or something like that and then i get off the app and i'm like fine yeah and your timeline also runs out on that which is pretty good yeah you can search for more things but you can hit the bottom of twitter and refresh you can hit the bottom of instagram refresh Mm -hmm. um and just tiktok just doesn't end yeah and then like you said like you're not you're not absorbing anything and you Mm -hmm. just feel bad yeah i want to talk about the not interested feature so yeah how do you feel about that (laughs) it doesn't work for me it Mm -hmm. it it, it really actually bothers me i think on some other apps it also doesn't really work for me but i Mm -hmm. think on tiktok i found um, I don't know how, and maybe it does and just wasn't working for me, but I would get these really, I would get videos about climate change. Mm-hmm. Um, I would get videos about mental health. I would get videos about school shootings, mm-hmm. things like that, that are really harrowing and really scary. And I would, or even, even like body image there, there's, that's a whole other topic, mm-hmm. you know, with, with women online. Yeah. Um, and I would get them and I would hold down and press not interested. And I would find that, like, no matter how many times I did that, it would still show up. It would still find mm-hmm. its way. And I don't know. I wasn't even seeking it out. I wasn't searching it. I wasn't liking it. Um, and it, I, this is not to say that TikTok has some, like, ulterior motive and it's trying to kill. It's trying mm-hmm. to make all these children, you know, mentally ill. But um, I definitely think that, like, it wasn't working. And, and that was also part of the reason I deleted the app is because mm-hmm. it just, no matter what I did, it, it wouldn't stop. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually wanted to bring up this idea of why people are addicted to TikTok to that mm-hmm. um, note um, because with the bad feelings and the good feelings I think they I can't completely confirm nor deny what exactly <laughs> the it is but I know that it's been a common thread that TikTok will show you lots of upsetting things mm-hmm. and then right after it will show you something that's uplifting and exciting Mm -hmm. and i and a lot of people have had theories about how this is like actively altering or not altering but using your dopamine receptors it's dropping you down and then it's bringing you right back up and dropping Mm -hmm. you down it's almost as if you know that's kind of like how abusive relationships work (laughs) or like you know like um the plot of a movie but like over time like it, it when you when you mess with that feeling or your dopamine receptors it kind of it makes you want to stay on it longer, which kind of adds to the doom scrolling. Mm-hmm. And so I think for my case, I I saw too much of the negative and that's why I deleted it. But I do think mm-hmm. that they do actually utilize that. Yeah. So what really scares me is like the, the algorithm is like, I have tried to use the not interested feature before and I j- I've just given up at this point because there's so many like, there are a lot of sad things I see on TikTok and then I'll not even interact with it. I won't even like, comment like go to the person's profile but even if just going through the comment section i think will like 
tell the algorithm to like keep showing stuff like this exactly you can't even touch it you can't look at it for longer than two seconds you can't Mm -hmm. open the comments the tiktok is gonna see you interacting with it and they're gonna think you're interested Mm -hmm. and it's really scary yeah another thing that makes me really upset about the app is just how like there's so much like awful shit that happens on that app and you'll see it every single day like someone commenting something either racist or really rude some like something about someone's appearance Mm -hmm. and then you see it and then you're like that's really awful and then you see after a while it's still like up there like it hasn't even been taken down yeah like something that i've noticed a lot is like i have seen a lot of racist like tiktoks like on my for you page and the thing is like i have tried reporting this stuff i i like report these accounts i report their comments i report their videos nothing ever happens yeah. i don't think of any report i've like anything i've reported like i don't think anything has gotten like actually taken down yeah and i've seen videos of people talking about like uh romanticizing like like school shooters yes serial yeah. killers the, the people who really like the the um columbine shooters mm-hmm. that's been a thing for a while but like on tiktok yeah yeah like it was like a thing on tumblr like i remember yeah. hearing about this years and years ago but mm-hmm. like it's getting worse on on um tiktok and the thing is like it's so sad to see like 13 and 14 year olds talking about how much they love like the columbine shooters it's just and... new generations every time mm-hmm. like it doesn't end yeah and and it's just crazy and I, I tried reporting these things and nothing happens mm-hmm. someone made a video someone made a fan cam like an edit my god of the columbine shooters and when i reported that video and that account they said there was no violations found and even i reported someone's someone's name was literally a slur like the f slur and when i reported that nothing happened someone's name was also i love brendan tarrant and if you know who brendan tarrant is that's the um the shooter who killed uh more than 50 muslims in a mosque in new zealand a couple years ago and you go through these people's accounts and it's just video after video of like racist homophobic transphobic stuff and nothing ever gets taken down but it's weird because i've seen people on tiktok talk about like how a lot of their videos get taken down if they um i saw one one girl made a tiktok that she was in a bikini yeah but um her video got taken down and but it's weird because you you'll see videos of people of girls in bikinis on tiktok but yeah. was, what was different was that this girl was um was larger mm-hmm. she she was not um she was not skinny which is really sad because it's basically like it's very it's very clear that the reason why her video was taken down is because that she was larger and larger body parts basically like it's it's it brings up a whole other discussion about how um women that are not super skinny or women that have a larger butt or larger boobs are automatically like sexualized yeah and and with tiktok i know that that it's been it what was confirmed i can't bring it up so i'm gonna sound really unreliable but (laughs) i know that there was this case where tiktok had been pushing more um standard standardly attractive uh i remember hearing about that uh, it It was like they wanted to push more conventionally attractive conventionally attractive yeah and they also it was also found out that they were hiding videos of people that were um people of color or disabled people yeah. visibly dis- disabled people which is just really really sad and it's upsetting it's yeah. it's not it just goes to show that they, they don't they don't care about their um their consumers or the the, the, the users, users on yeah. their platform they don't care about it they just they're trying to find any way to keep you on the app mm-hmm. um and yeah it's just pretty gross yeah another thing i want to talk about was like the pipelines that are on that app what i've noticed is that there's a lot more like transphobic videos that that i that i'm seeing and what i've i also saw a youtube video by this guy named noah samson who i I really enjoy he's like this leftist um political commentator Mm -hmm. he made a video where um he talked about a study that was done um, by this lady on on uh, TikTok, she made an, a brand new TikTok page. Um, went on some videos that were mildly right wing, um, like probably I believe it was like Ben Shapiro videos or Steven Crowder videos. And as the as she kept using that account, it kept feeding her videos that 
were explicitly racist or homophobic or transphobic and it just showed that like you could snowballs mm -hmm. and you could be a little kid that um consumes just a not even that they'll consume like a video that's not even that bad like it may be like Oh yeah, I don't like feminists. You know, like feminist cringe. I was gonna say like yeah. That. You yeah. could look a kid, a young boy could look up feminist cringe on TikTok or YouTube or anything like that mm-hmm. because his friends are talking about it, and it will lead him unknowingly down this pipeline to a very, very bad place, a mm-hmm. very dark, um, political leaning. Like yeah, it's just not good. Because I see like thirteen and fourteen year olds on TikTok with like, with like Nazi um, yeah symbols in their profile picture. And it's just like, where did you learn that from? Because it's obvious, it's probably not from your parents. Because no. it's very well, it, I doubt like their parents are like just feeding them all this like Nazi shit. It's probably, it's most probably just they see it online. And yeah, they're <laughs> shut in their rooms. They find this community of people who tell them, you know, you're the biggest, you're the baddest. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're primarily young white boys. Mm-hmm. And they feel uplifted by this behavior. They feel a part of a group. Mm-hmm. And they they feel like they want to, you know, be even closer to these people. They follow their ideologies. And mm-hmm. they just, it just, it's like I said, it snowballs into this this ridiculous thing. And you'd, you'd think that the internet being vast and full of knowledge, it would, it would grant people the ability to educate themselves and learn from past mistakes and, you know, um, critical race theory. Like mm-hmm. you could, you could, you have the world at your fingertips and uh, we can't trust young people. And this is, it sounds odd and untrusting of me to say mm-hmm. but we can't trust all young people online to yeah. to be able to to be able to censor themselves i guess mm-hmm. to be able to know what's good for them what's bad for them yeah um and it just you don't know you just follow what feels good and mm-hmm. that won't won't lead you down at least regarding the the pipelines won't lead you down anywhere good mm-hmm. what i noticed is that even on youtube i was kind of fed stuff like this because yeah. in in middle school, I was part of the edgy friend group, mm-hmm. and I would always hear them talk about, like, feminists, so they're so cringy. There was this girl at my school who um, was openly a feminist, so I believe this was, like, in seventh grade, and she was ridiculed by so many, so many people at that school because she was openly saying, like, yeah, I support feminism, mm-hmm. and she was also, she was also openly Jewish talking about her religion. Yeah. And, and she got a lot of just like shit from people which i think about it now i'm like that's so fucking awful that she was just open about like being a feminist and being jewish and she was just made fun of constantly yeah and i would hear people around me talking about like oh yeah feminism is dumb feminism is cringe Mm -hmm. they would show me these videos of like um feminists getting trolled and stuff yeah, like feminists that getting owned part two mm-hmm. and i would 34 compilation Sorry. i <laughs> i found these videos on youtube and watching them youtube before 2019 because in 2019 there was this whole big effort by youtube to stop showing like more right-wing channels on people's like recommended pages because i remember before 2019 youtube was recommending some basically white supremacist youtube channels yeah and i would see these videos and i'd be like how the hell is this still allowed because i remember explicitly seeing a video from this youtube channel that was called i believe was called red ice and i looked at one of their videos and this one lady was was talking about how it's okay for white people to want to only live in white communities because you know it's their right to because they don't if if a white person feels like they don't want to live with people of color then that that's totally fine that they should be able to you know um live in an, a community with people that only look like them and i looked up the name of this channel red ice on online and you say that you see that they're openly white supremacists yeah, of course and you and i think about it now i'm like this shit i really hope this shit would not fly on youtube now but like back then like it, this was getting i remember looking at the comments seeing people with like um i don't remember it was like the iron cross or something like that black sun like a lot of these like neo-nazi like dog whistles mm-hmm. um with their that would be like their the name of their youtube channels um their profile pictures and i remember being like this is so scary that this is still that this is like being recommended to kids because i'm thinking about it like i used to watch those like feminist cringe videos i had no fucking idea what like what you were getting into yeah. what you could possibly 
and and that's why media literacy online especially with tiktok is so important because there there aren't databases right through tiktok that'll lead you to articles and and statistics and information Mm -hmm. people will just post something on tiktok that they believe or that they they want to i've seen so many memes on like twitter of like me spreading misinformation on purpose (laughs) like like people some people out there just like to do that and like it's Mm -hmm. very dangerous for children to be on tiktok especially and be what like just surrounded by people posting anything that they want any belief that they have um as fact Mm -hmm. and then just it it could spiral from there yeah something i noticed that like that i i have a lot of problems with like instagram and facebook but one thing that i really do like is that their feature which is like if you post like a statistic and it's like a little misleading or if it's not even true it'll put like a warning it'll say like the this may this statistic may be false like please refer to this website where i'll show you this and twitter does tries to do a little bit of that too but they're they're not too good at it because there is a lot of misinformation on on Mm -hmm. twitter i don't know about tiktok i haven't been on it so i don't I don't actually There's know. nothing at all. Like, there is... N- people it's the just, Wild West. People can say whatever they want. People will post, like... I don't know if you know creepy pastas. Yeah. Like, stuff I saw, like, 10 years ago online. Yeah. They will post about it, and people will be like, is this true? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, of course, the creator is going to be like, yeah, it's true. This really all happened. All the 12-year-olds in the, in the comments just like, mm-hmm. guys, I think there's a skinwalker, like, outside yeah. the house. Like, yeah. And stuff like this even scared me. I saw something about, like, the Russian sleep experiment. Yes. And I, like because they people were claiming like oh these are real pictures yeah. and i looked it up and i was like this is not even real like at least say like hey this is not real this is just you know a, a story like it's mm-hmm. not a, it's not <sighs> there is nothing at all on tiktok where it will tell you if something is like misinformation and that's why it's so important for us to educate children young mm-hmm. children because that is a very large population on tiktok about being neutral to everything online until Mm -hmm. you are you know until you understand or having media literacy and knowing when to look something up and make sure that you know you can't just believe everything you see and and Mm -hmm. that's such a simple phrase you can don't believe everything you read on online but like it becomes such a problem because like even i've been um someone who i've seen something and and believed it for a second and then i had to be like okay take a step back is this true Mm -hmm. at all like how would i know because it's just we're we're conditioned to know that the internet has all of this information so why wouldn't someone be sharing you know true information Mm -hmm. i i really wish i listened to my mom when i was younger when my mom told me to not be on the internet so much yeah i really wish she was tougher on me and said like you're not allowed to be on social media until this age because i had my first i kind of grew up on the internet to be completely honest yeah so I was exposed to things I should not have seen at all. We're the first generation. Mm-hmm. Um, or was it, would it be millennials? No, millennials, some of them, I guess millennials would be the first generation. But we, I think we've been the, the Gen X has been, or Gen Z, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gen Z has been the first generation to like not, not lived in a time where the internet has not existed. Mm-hmm. Because we were, we were born when like they were, MySpace was, was going on yeah. like already. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to like separate yourself and we didn't, the internet is so new and that's something i also mm-hmm. wanted to talk about is like yeah. we don't know like what's going on so like how are we supposed to separate ourselves from that as children mm-hmm. so something that i've also seen people talk about online is like how they feel like their attention spans have been shortened by tiktok absolutely and i was thinking about it and i was like that's actually kind of true because tiktok has this feature where if a video is over a certain amount of time it will have this feature where you can scroll yeah and like you can like scroll to like a certain point in the video mind you it has to be like a minute like yeah. that's not even that long like it, it, mm-hmm. i think it's it has to be past 60 seconds mm-hmm. for you to be able to scrub yeah. um to any part of the video you want to mm-hmm. watch which one minute one yeah. minute is nothing yeah and what's really sad is that recently i think it was yesterday i saw a video um, where this video, where this lady was going to talk about, um, I don't remember if it was like a story time or something like that, and I was really frustrated that I couldn't like scroll past yeah. and scroll like deeper into the video because um, you just sit there and listen yeah. to her talk. <laughs> yeah, and it's so sad that like yeah. I don't think my attention span has ever been this bad, but like now I'm getting frustrated when people like won't get to the point in their exactly. videos. Um, I, I skip. Yeah, if I if I'm on like when I was on TikTok, I would skip. Um, if if they were talking for too long i would get genuinely like you said irritated mm-hmm. and it's like what like just 
I don't know, just yeah. sitting there and, and trying to pay attention when you're constantly like the whole point of the app is just to keep going, just, you know, lights flashing, colors everywhere, mm-hmm. and just just frying your dopamine receptors. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to just sit there. And that's why I think for me personally, too, YouTube videos have become harder for me to um, pay attention to. Podcasts definitely have helped my attention mm-hmm. span. I've listened to more podcasts, and I think that's mm-hmm. helped because it, it allows me to sit there and listen. But yeah, I just like some YouTube videos I can't even get through. I have to skip because I it's just, you know, and I haven't had TikTok in a while. So mm-hmm. I've been trying to challenge myself on YouTube more with watching longer videos, like like more video essays and stuff like that, because there are yeah. these videos that I really enjoy, but I see that they're like an hour long and mm-hmm. I'm like, am I going to be even able to like watch it this like com- like all the way through without skipping and i'm like i honestly don't think i would be able to no. i have to keep like i get bored mm-hmm. which is really unfortunate because i will save so many videos to my watch later playlist mm-hmm. on youtube and it'll be like um interesting true crime or you know um honestly most of them are phenomenons online phenomena online mm-hmm. like um i don't know specific things and i they're interesting topics essentially and i can't get through them and i'm like i'm genuinely interested in this topic but I can't sit down and watch it. Mm-hmm. How, what is that? How does that reflect on my school? You know, like yeah. how does that reflect on children in school who, if they're they're constantly being bombarded with like just fast entertainment, how are they sitting in class and being able to pay attention? That's so scary to think about because, I mean, I cannot even imagine if we were on TikTok at like eleven, twelve, thirteen. Oh my god! Like I would, my brain would be fried right now. Yeah, like it's it affected me and i got tiktok when i was what 16 mm-hmm. like i can't imagine if i were even younger and 16 is young to like you know i i think social media is a tricky issue with um like age mm-hmm. something we we need to pay far more attention to and something that's overlooked a lot i know this won't ever happen but i feel like we honestly have to put age restrictions on yeah apps like this or yeah. at least like sensitive topics because something that i've noticed is that I'm not even sure if I'm going to be able to talk about this on this podcast uh, into more detail, but, like, pornography mm-hmm. and how, like, um, you know, young kids are being exposed to to porn and it basically completely messes up Absolutely. their perception, perception. of women, mm-hmm. their their um, perception of what consent is, yeah. um, what it, it, it fries their brain. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not, that's not me saying, like, anti-internet, like, anti-porn, that stuff, but it's mm-hmm. definitely, like... You can't be, you can't be consuming all of this and Mm -hmm. then it not affect you. Yeah. Especially that young. You are, what, your frontal lobe doesn't finish developing until you're like 25. Mm -hmm. And, and we're sitting here like, uh, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. With age restrictions, like you were talking about, I think for me as, if I am a parent in the future, I don't think I'm personally going to have my kids use social media, um, for a while. I think, um growing up in the generation that used it i i asked my parents when i was like 11 if i could have instagram because they didn't let me for a while and and i finally did and i remember i i think i honestly like i'm not gonna say it affected me because you know any you could say this about anything but Mm -hmm. i do kind of regret getting social media so young i think it impacted the way i see myself it impacted the way i you know view other people and and how i communicate online and yeah so i Mm -hmm. think i would definitely i would i I think we should have more conversations about the kind of the age restrictions on Mm -hmm. apps also i see videos unfortunately we're gonna have to be talking about the whole bubblegum bubblegum pink trend and i'm i'm not sure how many people really know about this if they're not on tiktok but basically they're even i know about it and i wasn't Mm -hmm. these young girls were just making like they could be talking about anything and then any any young girl any girl who any girl i'm I'm just gonna be honest any girl online she'll just post something like you were saying she'll post anything Mm -hmm. and these men or guys or whoever will come into the comments and just they'll say i know it's bubblegum pink or commenting on things like that where it's Mm -hmm. like it's supposed to be interpreted as a joke but it's really just degrading and and disgusting and it's it's Mm -hmm. it's not funny Um, it's it's not funny at all and i don't understand how people find this find joy and just speculating about the color of a woman's genitals exactly like i've never publicly like you i know you're hiding behind an ab in a a profile picture but 
like you would never say that to her face and mm-hmm. and the, these are grown men i guarantee they're like what i mean a 16 year old is not a grown man but like mm-hmm. you know old enough to know better than to to treat people like this you could be mm-hmm. an 18 year old guy on tiktok and commenting on like younger girls like you know you've probably seen i remember you said they were like younger girls like it could be a nine-year-old on tiktok and like people would comment that and it's just yeah disgusting and they and there's nothing you can really do about it except just not get on the app because reporting it like they said doesn't really do any good reporting does nothing i remember i got into i tried reporting multiple comments like that nothing happened i once even got into an argument with someone where they were like i think people are taking this way too serious like it's just a joke and i told them i was like what is so funny about sexually like about sexual harassment like yeah, this exactly. is, is this is sexual harassment you know what yeah if you you would never say that to her face if you if you would you have serious issues and i'm mm-hmm. you know but you would never i don't think any of these people would say it to anyone's face and that's exactly why it's an issue it's like if you can't stand behind it then why would you say it in the first place it's disgusting yeah it's unfortunately affected the way i view my body because i think the thing is like i know I shouldn't base my self-worth on stuff that I, or that I see online. Like, I know that I shouldn't be insecure about certain body parts that I have because, you know, someone online says something bad about it. But, like, it honestly did affect me because it's like, I saw all this stuff and I'm like, is this what every guy thinks about a woman? Exactly. Is, like, is that their... Is, do they just, like, think to themselves, like, oh, yeah, I wonder what, you know, what they look like naked. You just hyper fixate on, like, you, you don't you don't want to have a glimpse into what people like like tiktok and social media in general has given us way too much room to wonder what other people think of us we shouldn't have this much uh, like uh, we shouldn't have the ability to see everyone to see and to hear their thoughts like Mm -hmm. i we don't need that i'm sorry i think it's really interesting that we can but i think it's more detrimental to to be exposed to you know your inner workings of like your thoughts and you just shouldn't be able to do that and Mm -hmm. and on top of that just oversharing in general is an issue on tiktok i think and 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 social media in general that needs to really be addressed because it's it's become this culture of like just sharing too much and triggering too many people on so many things that like just doesn't need to be discussed everything doesn't need to you can live your life privately Mm -hmm. i also wanted to talk about um aesthetics on tiktok Mm -hmm. like core core it girl aesthetics yeah clean girl aesthetics so many different aesthetics i just want to talk about that with you yeah i think it's i think it's really interesting i think it's very harmful um i think in small doses of course like every every girl at least not every girl i'm not going to generalize i think a lot of people in general really are drawn to this idea that like you could become anything you want to tiktok i mean in the nicest in in a good way tiktok has become this platform where you can you know do whatever you want become whoever you want to be mm-hmm. but on top of that it's like they, they they're creating so many different like intricate labels for people mm-hmm. and specifically women i will say mm-hmm. where it's like you feel this need to put yourself in a box mm-hmm. and like confine yourself to specific labels and and you know acting a certain way and looking a certain way just to fit into this box because you want to be individual and you want to mm-hmm. stand out from the crowd and um and it's just harmful because it's like no human is built for that no one can you're not gonna be like if you were really trying to be cottage core aesthetic or whatever you're girl you're not eating porridge and living <laughs> in the woods every day you're not mm-hmm. and that's okay you can get on your little phone on on tiktok and you can go you know walk and i don't know just you don't have to live your life exactly the way that they're describing and i think it's it's incredibly harmful yeah something i noticed is that i I'm still trying to figure out, like, I know a lot of people my age struggle to, like, like find a way to identify yourself. Yeah, with like, identity. It, yeah, like, I've always struggled with this. I've always felt out of place. I, all I wanted to do was fit in. Mm-hmm. So when I see, like, aesthetics like this, I'm like... It's a guidebook. Yeah. It'll tell you exactly, oh, you like the way that Hailey Bieber looks. Well, she's a clean girl aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Slick your hair back and drink coffee and go to Pilates. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it, in theory, yeah, like it will create this like guideline for, you know, becoming something. But it's in the long run, it's not sustainable. It's not organic. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not just a, a thing to be looked at. You can't live your life like that. And yeah. it's, it's, especially for young girls online, just going on there and, seeing oh well clean girl aesthetic is now in so now i have to change the way that i'm dressing and what i'm doing just so that i can you know 
both stand out and fit in and i don't know how that works but it's standing out and fitting in at the same time yeah um and it's just yeah but i agree it 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 appeals to a lot of people who want to fit in Mm -hmm. um because who doesn't want to fit in who doesn't want the attention of the positive attention from your peers and feeling like you belong somewhere and feeling like you're you're accomplished but not there you know what i mean yeah another thing i noticed is that i'm i listen to a lot of like um to like metal music or punk music and there's this kind of like way that i i feel like like i'm not like i can't identify with liking that music because i don't dress like you know how a normal metalhead or normal punk would would Mm -hmm. would dress or how they do their makeup or how do they do their hair how do they act how do they speak i i i for a long time i felt bad about myself because of that i was like i i can't identify with this subculture because i don't i don't um look a certain way yeah which is ridiculous which is sad because like i i like the music and i uh, i like i like the subculture but i also don't have to like force myself to dress in a certain way or only limit myself to listening to this type of music that's only i want to talk about this it's going to be very brief but i just believe that it's there's such like in like alternative music there's such like this level of like elitism that is really really sad Mm -hmm. that like for example like i used to listen to a lot of metal and when i was younger if you were listening to music that was too mainstream, then you were seen as, like, weird. Yeah. You, you were, like, made fun of in that community. Because it's like, oh, you listen to pop music? Well, that's stupid. I only listen to metal. Like, metal's only real music. I will admit, like, I think in, in, in middle school when I was in, like, how old was I? I was in seventh grade, something like that. I, I was really into, like, 21 Pilots. And mm-hmm. this is, like, a different subject, but the same. <laughs> I listened to a lot of 21 Pilots and, like, you know, Melanie Martinez and stuff like that. And I felt... I got on Tumblr, and I immediately felt this pressure to go to this is gonna sound ridiculous to go to hot topic and to get the little chokers and to dress this way and to look this way Mm -hmm. because it it is a it is a feeling of uh, like missing out it's a feeling Mm -hmm. of like how am i supposed to enjoy this if i don't look the part people won't know um and i think i think social media apps especially tiktok they kind of do like push that feeling a lot because it's like there's so you see so many people like like you who you you want to be more like Mm mm-hmm yeah i there are a lot of people on tiktok that i follow for the sole reason because i want to look like them yeah i want to have their life and it's really becoming like this whole toxic thing i just i I feel like i can't be myself Mm -hmm. and i feel like i can't just dress how i want act like i want listen to the type of music i want without feeling like i'm not because i can't really identify with a certain like i can't identify with a certain aesthetic i can't identify with a certain like music subculture because I'm, I, I have so many different interests. I have so many different ways I want to dress. I have so many different. Exactly. Like everyone, yeah. everyone's like that, and I, I, it's a societal pressure that's been, really, it's gotten worse with social media, like I said, mm-hmm. or with TikTok, because it's like, we all, we all want to be interesting and be someone, and I think when we see everyone all the time who are interesting, because they're they're pushing all the interesting people to the front, mm-hmm. we don't want to leave. We don't want to lead a boring life. We don't yeah. want to live the way that we do because you know it's not interesting enough we're not we're not the main character Mm -hmm. we're not you know and it's like what's so wrong with that what is so wrong with doing the things that you enjoy living Mm -hmm. your life the way that you enjoy it it's it's almost like it's it's definitely a lot of self-judgment and i think insecurity with a lot of people online and i think it's just we see so many people that are interesting or that are attractive and we see the comments and we see the attention and any normal person who you know humans love attention humans love being liked Mm -hmm. and i think it's just really hard to come to terms with the fact that living your life the way that you want to without without anyone else's eyes on you is is something you should do um it's really hard not to worry about other people's eyes on you because we're on tiktok where you know everyone's watching everyone's looking Mm -hmm. at you especially if you post something everyone's looking all the time so you know why not look your best why not be your best and that could be interpreted as some good thing but it's really not i also just wanted to ask you like after deleting tiktok like where instead of tiktok what other apps have you been looking at so i'm gonna be honest with you i do like to say that i just translated my addiction to tiktok to everything else because as we know all the other apps saw tiktok pick up this like fast-paced like 
algorithm and they ran with it and they were like well we can make shorts too so i deleted tiktok because i was like oh i hate laying in bed you know just scrolling and then i got on youtube shorts and i've just been scrolling but instead of scrolling on things that are more current news it's like a few months back so i like i'm not <laughs> but i do find that i think the 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 media that i'm consuming on on youtube weirdly enough is much more positive than on tiktok and i don't i think it's because of the volume of people on it i think there's mm -hmm. less there's way less people on youtube shorts than tiktok mm -hmm. um but my brain is still really conditioned to want that fast pace that that dopamine hit um and i've been trying to you know move it to other things but i've definitely mm -hmm. been on i love twitter and i love <laughs> i love youtube and i think that that i love twitter I, i'm just gonna say because it's not like TikTok at all, and it's a lot of reading, which maybe not is in intellectual reading, but it's definitely like sharing thoughts in a more concise way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've just translated my addiction elsewhere. But I will say the positives of deleting TikTok for me have been I've been reading more, I picked up more hobbies, I've felt better about myself. I think it's just in general, and I'm not here to say delete TikTok. But I am here to say to look inside and kind of evaluate when you're going through TikTok. Like, is any of this information that I'm looking at, is any of this media that I'm consuming, is it impacting me in a negative way? Is it providing anything for me? Am I going to remember this or am I just wasting my time? You know what I mean? I agree completely. I also noticed that I don't really go on Twitter that much anymore. I recently deleted my account, but I've been going more on Reddit and I've noticed mm -hmm. that Reddit is really great because you can... You go out of your way to search for communities that you're interested in. Yeah. Um, There's so many. Yeah. There are so many communities. If you have any ailment or any interest or any anything, mm -hmm. go on Reddit because yeah. there will be someone there. Mm -hmm. So it's so, pretty interesting. Because like you don't look at like so Reddit has this feature where it's like the quote unquote homepage where it's like news, uh, popular posts. But the thing is, no one ever really goes on the home feed. It's only stuff that you're um, that communities you've joined. Yeah. And also something I noticed is that Reddit is like heavily moderated. Like every single subreddit has to have at least one moderator to go through the posts and see, is this relevant? D does this need to be here? Which um, is really good. And I also found that they, most of them have like rules at the top. Mm -hmm, like exactly. When you enter a group, um, a community, there will be rules like no hating, you know, simple rules like that. Mm -hmm. No racist racism, no homophobia, no bullying. Mm -hmm. But then also like specific rules, like you have to tag this if you're going to trigger someone or you have to say this if you're going to. And that's really exactly. good because TikTok is like the Wild West. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. There isn't there aren't little groups. It's just one feed yeah. of just consuming. And I think when you don't um, compartmentalize at least your interests, you're just going to fall down a rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. I agree completely. Thank you so much, Emmy, for being on this podcast yeah, and talking no to me about TikTok. I know this was a lot that we talked about, but I'm really glad we had this discussion. And yeah. I really hope that um, whoever's listening to this right now kind of... Uh, I really hope that... Benefited from it. Yeah. I really hope if you've listened to this podcast that you've took something away about maybe changing how you feel about TikTok. Maybe you want to delete it. Maybe you want to keep it. I don't know. I would say <laughs> delete it. You should probably delete it. <laughs> yeah. You should probably delete it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the note at the end. Just, just delete TikTok. All right. So, mm -hmm. I hope you enjoyed the show. I had fun chatting with Emmy to get some insight into why she deleted such a popular app and how it might be beneficial for your mental health to stay off of it. Stay tuned for the next episode, where I invite my friend Nick to discuss the Family Guy pipeline incident. <laughs>